Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guests. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Hey guys, welcome to CarCast, brought to you by JB Weld. JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's JB Weld, world's strongest bond. Well, we'll get into a whole Monterey preview in this show with uh, Alexander Weaver from uh, RM and uh, a man who knows his cars. We'll talk about prices and trends and values and uh, some funny stories along the way. <laughs> First, I'll tell you about Empire Covers. Your vehicle should be treated with the respect it deserves. Unfortunately, the elements do not take vacation days. EmpireCovers.com. High-quality, affordable covers engineered to protect against rain, UV rays, Tree sap, pollen, anything Mother Nature throws your way. Our listeners get 15% off with the promo code CARCAST. Worried a car cover might damage your finish? Sure, but not Empire Covers. They're fleece-lined, so they prevent scratches to your car's paint. American-made, they uh, have their factory in Kentucky, and all the American Armor covers are made proudly in America. Plus, covers for RVs, boats, motorcycles, and more. It's Empire Covers, right, Matt? Yeah, you know, CarCast listeners can receive free shipping plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash CarCast or simply use the promo code CarCast at checkout. It's Empire Covers. Protect what you love. Yeah, 
Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice. We've got a mandate. Get it on and welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carl, and that's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello, how there. are you? I'm well excited. Looking forward to Pebble Beach. As, One week's a countdown. As uh, tradition would have it, Alexander <laughs> Weaver is here of RM Sotheby's, and we're going to go over some of these uh, auction cars and, and much more, the, the market in general, because Alexander has his uh, finger on the pulse of uh, that patient. Good to see you, Alexander. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see y'all. Yeah, a lot of cool cars uh, coming up this year. Maybe we should speak in general terms before we get to uh, some of the, partic- the official particulars. Um, God, I was just on uh, Bring a Trailer before I came in. I saw a Turbo Supra, maybe a 95, went for like two hundred and one grand or something. <laughs> uh, there's been some... Um, we saw some uh, skylines go for three hundred yeah. plus in recent weeks. Maybe one for like three thirty, and the other for like three ten. These are like nineties Japanese cars. You know, two hundred grand, three hundred grand. You know, with not you know specific history or anything. You know, not not owned by Clark Gable or anything. Just kind of mid. 90s Japanese cars that seems to be uh, the market that seems to be climbing the fastest it really is moving and I think honestly the stuff with uh, with less history is better like what people are really wanting to buy there are cars that haven't been modified that have you know have had one you know old man owner and you know didn't have a bunch of gauges put on the a pillar and mm-hmm. you know a, a big double deck CD player with a DVD screen on it and boost gauges and aftermarket right. wheels and veil side body kits and all that not that they weren't cool yeah but you know they just nowadays people want a bone stock one and uh that's what's with low miles and that's what's really bringing the money for that stuff right something with a floorboard that doesn't fall out yeah. well if you, you went you hit the nos that's, <laughs> the, the that's why you got to use the nylon uh nuts on yeah. those on those screws on those bolts um so you've got so that seems to be an interesting subject to me weird uh, you know, cars that weren't formally collector cars. I don't, I don't think what always catches everyone off guard is, uh, you know, time marches on. You know, we're talking yeah. about cars that we think are new cars, but they're 25 or 30 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I still get thrown off when somebody goes, oh, I've been doing this for 30 years since 90 something. I'm like, we 90 something. Right. Like. I always think <laughs> 70s when somebody says that number for some reason. Uh, but it, it does throw me off. But your 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 point about something like bring a trailer, I don't know where so many people got or why they held on to these cars that have nine miles on it, and and not just the cool cars. They'd be like, this is a Pontiac Aztec. It's got seventeen <laughs> miles on it, and someone's going to pay twenty eight thousand dollars on bring a trailer for it. I don't even know who buys who who kept it, and then who buys it. But there's. There's quite a few of these cars that are popping up with, like, no miles. Well, are we talking, Alexander will know the answer, he'll help with the answer. Are we talking about car guys, or are we talking about folks that are seeing what's going on with the economy and wanting to put their money somewhere where they think it's A, tangible, and B, appreciating? It's both, I think, and I think a lot of the really astute car guys are almost standing down at this point too some mm-hmm. of them are you know they're guys that are like that are really into it for wanting to drive the cars really wanting to use the cars not looking at them as just investments they're going like you know 
a 2012 Porsche Turbo with a manual bringing 180 grand, you know, with 20,000 miles and no special color or anything like that. And they go, yeah, like this was an eighty to $100,000 car a year ago. This doesn't make any sense. Kind of worried. So, there, you know, I think we are seeing a lot of people just watching the economy go, you know, bonkers right now. And everybody's going, all right, well, this is a good place to put their money, all the inflation, all the cash out there. You know, at least they're having some fun with this stuff, right? Yeah, so, theoretically. Yeah, I mean, so if they who, drive them. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, know, it seems like I it, guess buying the Aztec guy, maybe not. Yeah, that's maybe the that. pressure of getting the car with 900 original miles from 1994. It's like you're yeah. kind of scared to take it take it out and have it cross over 1,000, you know. But let, let's talk about some of the cars RM has coming up at the top of the list. I think the, the jewel in the crown this year is the uh, Porsche 917K. Yeah, yeah, and it's just... It, the car is actually at our office here in LA, and we're really happy to have it there. And it's a, such a spectacular thing to see in person. And I've she, you've seen them at the track, and they just sound incredible. And they're, you know, really a, an amazing piece of engineering. And the way those motors are built, and what they did in period, and, and the history on this car uh, with the McQueen ties to it, and Le Mans, and all that. It's it's a really special piece. And it's in the Gulf livery. Yeah, it matches your building, which uh, <laughs> which you always want. I mean, you, there's a few of those cars, and sort of funky town livery yeah and the psychedelics ones are pretty cool too yeah i mean and they're great and they have history and all that stuff but when you think of that car you just think about that livery yeah pure pure and simple yeah but you know we don't have a golf livery car so we might repaint the building hawaiian tropic (laughs) there you go you might get a lot more visitors that way too we kind of thought about bmw art car but nobody here is that talented (laughs) to paint the building that way so maybe just well i think they'll I feel I feel like Warhol and all those guys just got their assistants to paint it. <laughs> That's right. Did uh one of the cool one of the cars that I don't think it's on our list, but uh I Matt and I have been talking about is that uh Ferrari five twelve race car. Oh yeah, the BBLM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I can never I can't figure out if that is a car that I think is so cool. Or it's like, you know, looking at an old Playboy or something, like when you were in high school. Like, is that is that my wheelhouse? Yeah. Or is yeah. this universal? But it, I can see where you're coming from, but we had that car out at Willow Springs about a month ago with John Morton driving it, mm-hmm. who ran it in period. And that'll go back. And, and maybe that'll be like the pages of that Playboy coming to life for you a little bit. But it's then you're like, all right, this is unbelievable. It's so fast. It sounds so good. And and John was so excited to be in it, too. So when you put an old driver that was in that car in period back in it, and he comes out, like, smiling like a little kid, it's just it's so exciting to see. It's such a cool piece. Yeah, it's a cool piece. It's, it's just kind of – it kind of has all the things that make a car look look good, and, and it was just, just in the right period coming off the 70s into the 80s, you know, as you get – too far in the 80s that the look kind of suffered a little bit but those cars are so cool there there's always been a couple of those guys in my run group i feel like in the past there's definitely in those guys out there and just the was it a natu- naturally aspirated is it a is it a v- it must be a v12 it's not a flat 12 i think it's, it's a flat, flat 12. 12 yeah it's, it's a na- it's a naturally car, yeah. aspirated that, that flat rear 12 photo that just, looked like flat 12 yeah it's a flat 12 and it just the sound that comes out of that exhaust. When, when you, you guys may have are, raced that one, 
Hmm? He, he raced that car a lot and just recently did a cosmetic restoration oh. on it. So you may have raced against this specific car. I, I'm, even, sure, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, you know, A, there's not that many of them out there. but And some of them are like in a blue livery and stuff like that. But yeah, this this one I raced again was, was in red. So that's... Uh, that's a cool piece we'll be keeping our eye when on. When you click through the catalog, you guys listening, you click through the catalog, you you think Ferrari, it's going to look like a Corvette at first glance. <laughs> so pay attention to the titles <sighs> because it's it's pretty unique. The front end of this car is really unique. Yeah, and that car has Le Mans history, right? Yeah. Yes, it does. And, and, you know, like you were saying, like it does have that really long overhang and it yeah. does look like, you know. Like, like there could be a motor up front as well as in the back on Yeah, it does. It kind of looks, looks like front the, the Nissan, honestly. Which, the... Uh, the 90s car that you have. Oh, yeah, like Similar the 2 plus body 2. Shape. Yeah. Or yeah. The, or the, uh, like the silhouette of it, I would yeah. say. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Actually, a little more of the twin turbo car, the 79, the big... Yeah, okay. It's got a little bit of that. Yeah, anyway, cool um, piece it's caught cool, mine immediately. I think a, that's a... What's the estimate? Is it three five to four or three to three five? It's around that in the three ish range. I think it might even start a little under three. three oh, I think it's three, three to, to uh, three five is what uh, we got there on, you the, go. on the on the website here. Now we got the numbers on the website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're constantly updating. Like uh, we like that you guys have started, and and the other guys as well have started putting things up on the website as they sort of get consigned it used to be us texting you going when's the catalog gonna be posted when's the catalog gonna be posted and you're like it's usually a few weeks out before the auction but now it's 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 it kind of gives us something to log into the website like every week to see what has been added and it's been i kind of like that version of it by the way all right good, good. <laughs> yeah. we'll try to keep it trickling in for <laughs> yeah, we you do then. like yeah, that yeah. version Once, of it yeah i know no. he does he Once. calls every week we're like do you see this added to the site we get the press release for it and like it's added to the <laughs> yeah. site all right good, good all well right. once you get about six weeks out then almost on a daily basis, a couple of cars will, will pop up. And yeah. I, I don't do it weekly. I'll do it daily just to see <laughs> what's popped up while I was sleeping uh, the night before. I'll, I, might, I might take a Sunday off just because uh, sometimes not so much action on a Sunday. But they'll just keep keep popping up. Uh, also, I know you got a lot of cool – I think you got a whole collection of uh, Jags. and Is it Aston and Jag? Yeah, high, a high volume of, of Aston specifically, but we uh, it was a dear friend of RM's, uh, Paul Andrews, who passed away a few months ago, and we're selling his whole estate collection uh, on Thursday night. So we added just a Thursday night auction oh. of just his cars. It's about 25 cars, um, but some really fantastic examples from Aston specifically, and then some great Jags, Bentleys, some even some like American Hot Rods and stuff too. But mm. all the stuff that came from Paul and... and you know, he was an avid uh, rally guy too. Mm. So the DB4 GT lightweight that went on a lot of rallies. The D Type went on a lot of rallies. Um, I was clicking know, through Duesenberg. his collection; some really cool stuff. He yeah, has a good, good eye, good taste. I oh, got yeah. yeah, I got everything's an, dialed in too. I got Fun. another uh, question, another Porsche related question, which I'll tease, which is. You guys have a Group C uh, 956, uh, 1983 Porsche. And uh, it's, I think, four or five to six million bucks is the estimate. And then you see 962s, 
And those are, you know, million bucks, 1.5. I mean, it's all about the history, I guess. But I'm curious, and I'll tease it, the 956 Group C versus the 962, why is there that, you know, three, four million dollar gap in there? They they feel like, you know, ostensibly the same car, or at least close to it. Don't answer. First, let me tell you about it. Air MedCare Network Health Insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with a, with substantial copays and deductibles. Plan ahead in an emergency. Air MedCare Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. With Air MedCare Network, with your membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight. A AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. Secure your financial peace of mind. CarCast listeners get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. So visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash CarCast. Use the offer code CarCast and get that gift card with Air Medcare Network. So the nine six two versus the nine five six. So you're looking first at a Group C car versus a, just an IMSA car. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of a big thing in, in you know racing circles. Obviously, you understand the difference between Group Cs and IMSA cars, and and one you know that ran Le Mans things like that. So the and again, it comes down to history too, like you said. So. I think there is a big differentiator there in, in value for sure. Um, is it justifiable? That's kind of, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? But I also see that the the, the 956 is something that you kind of, you put away and, and that's just like, that's a really, really important thing to have long term. And it's kind of like comparing a 288 GTO evolution to a regular 288 GTO. You know, mm-hmm. you got such a huge difference. You feel like you go, yeah, look at the same car. Mm-hmm. Uh, or very similar. This one's got a little different body kit on it or something like that. So, you know, it's really getting into esoteric details, but I think that's, you know, kind of why we're offering this kind of stuff too. You know, we, we try to get into the stuff that is, you know, super special. And, and another example here is the 68 Porsche 911R that we have. Why is an 911R worth yeah. you know four and a half million bucks versus an ST that's worth a million bucks? It's kind of the, you yeah. know they're very similar you know dichotomies. I think. Yeah, well the the four million dollar Porsche is pretty low production, right? Yeah, and the Group C nine five six is a pretty low production as well, and very low for what is actually left out there that's any good too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's not you know I don't know if there's a dozen that are really good cars out there. And with this history, you know, far less, too. This car has a couple Le Mans appearances. Yes. I can't remember. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't win Le Mans, but it, no. but it did well or, or was, you know, competitive or finished or... I can't remember all the uh, yeah. nuts and bolts because I always read everything up on the cars and then I just go ahead and spread them all onto every car so i can never i can never remember <laughs> right. exactly yeah. but but there's a, there is i i mean in the theme of lama um you know lama has gone from you know lama winner to lama class winner to ran at lama to 
uh, ran at Le Mans, finished, you know, fifth, yeah. to showed up at Le Mans, yeah. to practice at Le Mans. Uh, registered, <laughs> but didn't make it. Yeah. Driven <laughs> by a guy who did drive Le Mans, even yeah. though this car never drove yeah. Le Mans. Like it, Driven it, by right. a spectator to Le Mans, to yeah, watch Le Mans. Right. To watch Le Mans. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you, the Le Mans... A guy who once Googled the Le Mans. Val- <laughs> the value of Le Mans is so strong in yeah, this market that, that everyone is trying to get some you know connection to it and always trying to sort of paint push the car that direction here's a question that's uh you're uniquely qualified to answer once again i was speculating about this on uh, my show which is i start reading descriptions and in the last eh, couple of years i've seen a lot of descriptions say, you know, it was originally bought for $7,000 in Pompano Beach, yeah. and then that guy sold it for 14000 bucks. And anyway, the estimate is 3.7. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and I, so my first thought was... Yeah, we was, talked about this last week, I think, or the week before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my first thought was like, is that a good thing? Why is that there? It wasn't there in the past, but is the notion that, well, here's what it was... Here's what it is now, and imagine where it's going to be, you know, when your kids inherit it. I don't know if that's necessarily the notion or if it's we've been able to dig up more history on the cars and we just want to share with people, you know, kind of put it into perspective in the year that it was bought, though. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, was it $7,000 when, you know, a, a Chevy was two, you know, or was it $7,000, you know, when right. it was four years old after it had been $10,000 new, you know, like right. it had it lost value and stuff. I think it's more about putting it into the perspective of the time and what other stuff was then or what it had been or what it, you know, came, you know, within the next few years. I think we were talking about it being the history. It's a, it, it is something that you were able to research and dig up and it, it becomes part of the story of that car. But yeah, we were kind of. You said it fun. was a pure money grab, and I was like, yeah, because at one point we're like, well, if the current owner had bought it for sixty, is three point five? Does he need three point five? It yeah. feels like a little red. Yeah, I, think yeah, yeah. I could offer him ninety thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like ninety thousand is a hefty little, you know, hefty little markup. I think it's there just to piss off the kids of the guys sold it for fourteen five yeah, yeah. in nineteen seventy two. Well, it also goes to, you know, you look at, you, you say, okay, I want to see service records for this car too, you know, and the value of the service records is meaningful to you, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. in, and if it had $10,000 worth of work and done, done in 1980, that was a lot of work done in 1980 too. So yeah, right. it's, it's, you know, you, you want to see the values of, of what was spent on a car, what somebody paid for, or, Hey, you know what? The guy paid 7,000 for it, but like, you know, most of them were going for fifteen. Like maybe it was just a pile of crap. I don't know. You know, right. or it was right. a really great example because the rest of them were going for three grand. So I think it's a money grab. Uh, hit your spot. <laughs> hit your spot, Matt. Yeah, then we'll all right. Keep the party going. Uh, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Geico. Uh, you can either own your home or rent your home, and it can be quite a bit of work. But you know, it's easy. It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And we know that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to Geico.com and get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com. I think, <clears throat> and you're going to, uh, well, a couple things. seems like uh, there's a lot more no reserve popping up uh, these days than in, you know, in, in the past. Is, it, is that a trend you think we're heading toward? We have, for some of our bigger sales, which is the Monterey, the Arizona, the Amelia Island, they kind of have thresholds for no reserve stuff. 
Um, and for Monterey, thresholds meaning anything under two hundred fifty thousand, basically, in Monterey has to be offered without a reserve. Oh, okay. So you know that's you'll notice that all the lower value, lower value relatively, you know, right. the stuff under two fifty is is offered without reserve. So as far as beyond that, I think with today's market, um, we know that our auction. If you're bringing a car to our auction, you know it's going to bring the money like it's going to bring at least what it's you know it's going to bring more than wholesale that day and it's going to probably bring more than retail that day too um so i think people are confident in our abilities to market the cars um and they also know that running it without a reserve does bring a lot more attention mm-hmm. we're talking about it right now aren't we so like <laughs> you know i mean yeah. you look at you know some of the big cars in the the andrews estate collection like most of that stuff is offered without reserve and they know that it does bring a better interest to the cars. They know that the cars are, are being marketed appropriately and that we're going to work to sell them and, you know, get them as much money as we possibly can, too. Because at the end of the day, you know, the more we get for them, the more we make, too. Right. Let me let me ask you about the live events versus the online events now. I, I'm not just talking about, like, the online competitors. I'm talking about – I kind of feel like you guys, you know, gooding, whatever, all the big auctions were – thinking about online auctions at some point and now we're sort of forced into it yes <laughs> right so you didn't really have much of a choice we had a pandemic you guys were like hey we're gonna do this anyway we might as well do it now uh but it seems like it worked out well so we had started our online presence you know i would say november december of 2019 you know four months kind of before lockdown here mm-hmm. and we when lockdown hit i think we had sold a total of about 12 cars online in our online auctions, something like that, 15 cars. And then we've done some memorabilia and stuff like that because that's a great place to sell memorabilia. Um, and within, I think, 30 days of the lockdown happening, we had sold about over 200 cars online. Oh, oh right. Yeah. So we were able to shift, you know, specifically one of our auctions that was supposed to be a live event, we were able to shift that into an online sale. And, you know, I think that uh, that really kind of kicked us into into high gear and we were able to make that change and, and switch over. So what's going to be the plan going forward? You're going to have some key live events and then maybe more often uh, a few uh, online events? That's what we've been tracking for the past you know nine months or so now is we're trying to do an online event pretty much once a month. The in the yeah. last week of the month, there is an online auction that you know has been is open for seven days for bidding, and, and we kind of go through those cars. Um, and that allows us to, you know, people don't want to you know do the shipping to a live event or were booked up for a live event or they were too late to submit for a live event and and it kind of we try to keep you know the 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 top cream for the events for the live events so not to say that we don't have great stuff in the online business at all but um it's it's just it's a business model there's margins there yeah. like you said it could cost three thousand dollars to bring a car to a live event and if it's a you know Five hundred thousand dollar car that still makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. And and, we, and if it doesn't sell, you got to bring it home. Yeah, <laughs> and and our you know realistically, our live events are are pretty expensive to to put on. I mean, you've been to our Monterey events, you've been to the Arizona events. Like you can see that. Like, yeah, running those hotels and and going through all the production side, which people don't realize. You know, before we even sell a car, we've spent a lot of a lot yeah, of money and resources and, and time to to put all that together. So well, at the risk of giving a plug to your competition because I can't remember who's putting on this auction, but there's an auction 
coming out of Europe with a ton of race cars in it, and I think it's uh, it's toward the end of the year. So uh, Alexander's looking confused, so it's probably not an RM thing. <laughs> and I can't remember. It's, it reminded me because it does have a, a 512 uh, Ferrari race car in no, there. No, no, that is us. That is the, oh, the, the Geekos collection. So we're yeah. having a collection sale in, in France. That, that, is a, that is a shitload of cool race cars. Oh, no, it was amazing stuff. And, and, and talk about great... Lo- the, the guy that owns it all, the guy that we're selling it for, had great Le Mans stuff. Loves yes. Le Mans. Yeah. Like, he's been into Le Mans history for 30 years, 40 years, trying to buy all, all those great Le Mans Have you cars. seen that? I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, what you doing, man? I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always jumping ahead a few months and seeing what's uh, coming down the road. And I believe that that's a lot of no-reserve stuff. Yes, that, and we're, we're doing it at the auction. track. The auction's going to be at the track. Not at Le Mans. No, at uh, oh, one of the other tracks. Spa. No, uh, that's a, not A there. French track, and mm-hmm. we're going to do it there. And as the auctioneer is doing it, the car will be making a lap. Instead of going over a podium, it's going to be oh, going around. Oh, I see. So now you get to hear it. It yeah. can't be shit. Your exactly. stuff's got to run. Yeah. You can't exactly. be pushing this jalopy out there. Yeah, it is. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's fourteenth. Uh, uh, sorry, nineteenth of uh, November. All we gotta do Paul is Ricard. go to France. Is it the Circuit Paul Ricard? Oh right, right. Yeah, it's just so much stuff without reserve, and some of this stuff. First, well, I like the Isogrifo. Your, your favorite? No, man. You <laughs> Look missed at that five. You missed your Jag. There's the Jag XJ220 in race trim. Well, you've got one in. You got the street car in Monterey, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I like, and I love it in race trim. Yeah, pretty. You're pretty telling awesome. me that <laughs> Don Law must have worked on that car. I'm sure he did. Yeah, <laughs> right. If it's a racing XJ220 in Europe, it's got somewhere Don Law has been breathed on that thing. Yeah, Sun's probably he gave raced it. A, it up he gave the it a hill. proper restoration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The estimates aren't up yet, but yeah. Look at that car. Tell me that car is not badass. It, it's it's a great shape for a car. It really yeah. is. In 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 a way. You know, we're all just heaping praise on the 512. This is sort of an evolution of that. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the long yeah. front nose, big, you know, mid-engine or rear. Yeah, mid-engine, long tail section. It's just that. It's a sort of version of that car, but it's it's a great looking car. And this one probably ran Le Mans or I mean, and just, so much of this stuff was just Le Mans. The greens style, right? or this British racing green and, and like it's a cool looking car. This car, yeah. this car is going to get. So, did this attention. fella pass away? No, he's just doing. He's just saying, he just, "I'm liquidating." One of these kind of guys that you know, as we see often, they 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 figure out what they like. They kind of go through it. They get all this stuff together, and then they go. You know how hard it is for me to maintain all this stuff and make sure that it's all going to run across the track. You know, when yeah. when when it comes auction time, so it's more of a uh, a consolidation exercise for him. Right, um, you know, sell some of you know, sell forty cars and get down to you know a great eight cars. Oh, so he keeps a couple of the favorites. Oh, so this is his junk you're selling. <laughs> no, we're actually we're, we're working with him to, to find him a oh, few I real see. gems gonna, right now, right. some like crazy right. stuff. So, so uh, I just thought maybe this was leftovers. Celine, oh uh, uh, yeah, seven R is cool. That S- is cool. Yeah. But I mean, even the four thirty, the Ferrari four thirty in race trim is bad. everything. Everything that's in race a cool trim. And I, that's cooler. a cool looking thing. <laughs> I guess a ton of Le Mans. Oh my god, look history. at that engine. That gold foil in the engine. Yeah, click back that engine real quick. Yeah, it's a look at that. Yeah, this guy really has good taste, and he bought 
these cars well. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, this is an interesting. This is an interesting auction to keep your eye on if you if you like Le Mans especially. Every, everyone's like, I wish this guy was my dad. Right up until he can sign the entire collection at <laughs> RM. He's like, what right. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an exciting. You're gonna fly out for that one. Uh, I have a baby due on December. Oh, really? Eight, so I don't know if I'll uh, if I'll be able to get the, uh, the permission to You're go. Fine. Yeah, You'll make yeah. it. Yeah, that, that's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's the Aston Deep Me Nine R. Yeah, there's the lipstick in the front. That was the car that we thought we were going to steal at Monterey. It went for like <laughs> nine times the, yeah. the budget. It was the coolest car. Is that the same one? I don't think so. That's no, oh. a different one. But still, there were there's only a, I don't know. 10 or so DBRS 9s, I think. It's that uh, Aston Martin Racing Green that just, That's what does just it. It crushes just, it. And I, there's something about the lipstick on the cars as well, which is a weird design oh, yeah. thing. You're like, it works. Yeah. Yeah, the other one I think was yellow it had lipstick. Yellow lipstick yeah. in the front. But yeah, yeah that, that's a real cool piece. Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming across that auction. So I'm definitely going to be watching that. Got to come out with the uh, estimates. Yeah. I was curious what the estimates are and all so estimates. Oh, and it's got the Holman Moody uh, honker. Well, yeah. That, I mean, oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. featured in the Paul Newman doc. That yep. was the Mario oh, that's Andretti right. Yeah, that's right. Car, that's why right? we saw this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a – I guess it's a Can-Am car from the 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, judging by the – the Hillborn Hillborn in, injectors and everything. It's a cool it's a cool piece, but I think I think uh it's an un, it's I think Mario Andretti drove that car. Or in the dock at least he said we put Newman in and he drove Paul around to track in it or something. Yeah, but I think Andretti drove it and Newman sponsored put it Oh yeah, on it has it. Paul Newman's yeah. name in the front of it. Yeah. yeah. Estimate on this car, what do you think? I'm not sure and what you know, talking about the estimates, what we really, you know, it, we're looking at November here, you know. I mean, yeah. if we had put estimates on the Monterey cars back in January, we'd be way off right now. So that's why we kind of wait. You know, we want to wait, and we have an idea of kind of roughly where we're going to be, but we mm-hmm. try to land, you know, when we know firmly what the market's going to be, especially after seeing what happens in Monterey next week. You know, that'll yeah, give that yeah, that is a actually good, a good point. Good is going to be a, an indicator for something like this this collection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, it'll. Uh, yeah, and where where is in your estimate where is the the collector car market heading? You know, I think that's a that's a really big question. I think if anything, it's stable to up. Mm-hmm. You I know, mean, I, I hate to say been, that. It's, oh, it's just going up. It's just going up, and be it, that guy. But like, well, look, it, it's, it's been it's, fantastic the yes, last so year. I like to say it's, we're, it's, we're, if we stabilize, that's we're right. Doing it's, great. It's got to correct a little bit, but if it's gone up. 60 percent it could correct 15 to 20 percent it's not gonna and, and we're fine with that yeah, yeah. right because <laughs> so. the, there's some pretty but like to your point what you were saying at the beginning of the show was there are a lot of collectors customers of yours that have been looking at these cars and going oh this is this is now a lot of money i don't want to buy it this is a lot of money yeah. I, i'm either going to invest in something else or I'm going to wait and see if this corrects, you know, by some significant percentage. Yeah. Yeah, that that happens. And we also have guys that are, you know, saying along the same line, but on the sell side, they're, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people are worried about, you know, tax implications coming up and things like that, that they have to, you know, 
talk to their accountants about. And, That's right. Everybody's got to hide their cash. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hit your spot. I, I, I'm going to tease the Ferrari Daytona because I'm, right. uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with that car. Well, let's just say for some ungodly reason, you couldn't make it out to Monterey Car Week. Well, there's another good event. It's the Rod and Custom, the Good Guys Rod and Custom Association. It's coming to Spokane, Washington. It's the 19th CPP Great Northwest Nationals. It's the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center, August 13 through 15. It's a big show. You want to check it out. It's over 1,500 classic cars and trucks on display with an indoor exhibit, burnout competition, vintage dragster exhibition as well. You can bring the whole family. There's live entertainment. There's a kid's zone. There's the Pinstripers Brush Bash, which is actually very cool when you see these guys do this very, very quickly. Uh, the model car and pedal car display is always fun as well. So this is what you do. You go to goodguys.com. It's good-guys.com. Use promo code CARCAST. You get $5 off your spectator ticket. Children under six are free. But go to goodguys.com. Use promo code CARCAST. I, uh, I always, getting back to the Daytona, I'm always, <laughs> I'm obsessed with these cars because yeah. they just won't budge. Like they they got to... <laughs> They got to, you know, nine, even knocking on the door of a million bucks. And look, the front-end engine Ferraris. Like, I love this and car. I'm a big fan of front-engine Ferraris. <laughs> and I then love the long they, they drop down to five, 550 or whatever, and they, and they just won't move. And I can't – I have a semi-obsession with cars that just don't seem to move, especially <laughs> when – Stuff sort of moves up around them. I mean, you think about the Toyota 2000 and stuff like that. I don't even see one of those for sale anywhere anymore because they drop down. But, I mean, how do you, you know – prognosticate or how do you speculate on a on a car like this or or how this this one always fascinates me because it just sits at you know five and a half you know it- like you said, they went up, they came back down, they've kind of just leveled out. I think, you know, 300 SLs have done the kind of the same thing. 300 SLs for sure. 300 right? SLs for sure. I would and say Dino. Dino's a bit. Dino's kind of had a little hot minute in the past right. year. It's, it was kind of a strange movement on the Dino's. Uh, the 330 GTCs, too, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. I kind of yeah. put a 330 GTC, 365 GTC Daytona kind of all in the same bucket, which I think all of them are great driving cars and they're stunning to look at. I, I love those cars personally. All of yeah. them. So, um, These why? I don't just know. sit there for a while. And I mean, look, as Adam has said a lot of times, if you're going to sell it, it's a layup. Like, you know what it's going to get. Yeah. Because it's just the market. That's yeah, what it's going to get. Yeah, running no reserve. Like, that's it. And if you, if you <laughs> have a, <laughs> like, if you, look, if you have a, a if you have a, an SL, if you have a Gullwing or even the Roadster, like, you kind of know what it's going to get. Yeah. Right? You I don't can, think the yellow does this, helps this car much. But Matt that's doesn't me. like yellow cars. But, <laughs> but wait to see the BRE in yellow. Yeah. That looks uh, good. Yeah. Oh, go. yeah. Well, it's not all you yellow. You see that. Yeah. yeah. It actually but looks pretty good. The, yes. What, what we're sort of saying is a guy like you, maybe me and Matt, on a Gullwing or a 300 SL or a Daytona or even a Dino could probably get within 9000 bucks, like one way or the <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah. Of a half a million car or three hundred thousand or in the Mercedes case, it's like million bucks, over right? a million yeah. bucks. You could still get within like twenty two thousand dollars one <laughs> yeah, way or the other yeah. in guessing it, and you might not be able to pull that off with a Bizzarini or something, uh, something of that ilk. Um, so let's talk about me <laughs> because uh, oh, there's the there BR, it is. there's the there, BRE oh, there in, it is. in yellow. Oh, that See, looks great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mostly white. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> to it, be it, fair. The, the thing I love about this car is everyone's going to think it's a tribute car. That's right. Adam loves that. He's, <laughs> the value has gone down significantly because <laughs> people think it's a tribute car. <laughs> yeah. It's they, the one. They go, <laughs> somebody did a tribute BRE car in yellow. Yeah. Because that's uh, – what yeah, other choice would you the have other ones if you are... saw this car? <laughs> yeah. yeah the, uh, I, I don't think I got a shot of the roof, Chris, but the roof – you'll really appreciate Pete Brock when you – paint one of these cars and you just start getting into all his crazy detail everywhere and just the way he did things it it really his mind just worked differently like completely. yes it's it's different between like i don't know a lot of racing cars delivery is some are cool but some are just kind of purpose but you know these are the yeah. sponsors this is the thing and when you take somebody like pete brock who is a car designer and then you said hey you're gonna do livery on the race cars you know another guy that does really well is dave merrick our friend from acker he's mm. been designing cars he designs the livery of race cars way more than you think like almost everything out in nhra is, really? yeah dave merrick is an incredible he oh. loves doing it he's like mm. oh, this is gonna be a cool looking yeah. racing car so i think when you take a designer like a car designer you know and and give them the opportunity to do something with it cuz they really start to think about the proportions and the lines and the and you know I was sitting in New York with a guy with with Pete Brock and he's talking about he's like so many cars with the black wheels and the wheels are such an important part of the car and this is why we do them this color and this size and this you know and, and we accent you know the spokes and stuff he's got just an appreciation for some of the elements and on this car this BRE car you see that you're right how he divided the roof and the yellow and the white and the stripes and he's very particular about where every line went on it and Danny it, blacked out certain parts of it like the rocker panels yeah. I mean if in fact that car has rocker panels I <laughs> yeah. know it does yeah. but it's got it's got He'll black that out to make it look lower. I think so we're make talking it look lower about to make give it a, give it give the body line more of a, a squished look. You yeah. know, sort of a chop look to yeah. it. And uh, like you've seen cars that have like a little bit of a, a roundness to the door, but they add a little bit of uh, a, a fade or a little bit of metallic on the lower portion to give it a darker appearance. Mm-hmm. To give it. It sort of implies there are shadows on it, even when there isn't shadow yeah. on it. It's some cool stuff. And I think, getting back to the rockers, I, I, he may have been the first guy to carve out that floor jack hutch for uh, that. Yeah. So the car was too low, or they jacked it up from yeah. that little side hutch. And then thinking about it, I think the first car to have the air jacks, mm-hmm. Matt, yeah, was, I, I was Alexander. Oh, I was going to say on that car, I think it was a visual aspect. So you know where the jack is going to go without having to look under the car yeah. for the pad. So well, like for yeah, just what, for, and it was fat. Whatever it was, it was yeah, a tenth yeah. of a second faster, cut out a little yeah. weight. Who cares? You know, air jacks, first yeah, car. Yeah, first car with air jacks. Hmm, let me think about this. You guys have had all the clues you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got to be. Uh, I feel like it's it's something that Brock probably raced. Well, now we're getting somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, it's escaping me. Not the what's the, the Cobra? The, was it the the Daytona? I was going to say. I think it was, it was the, the Daytona. I think it was the Daytona. Yeah, I think yeah. that. Really? I 
I, well, first off, who knows what yeah. led how legends have it, but I think that car is attributed with the first car to have the air jacks no built kidding. built into it. So you know what? Because they do have an air jack point on the side of the hood, right? Right, and that like yeah. there's that one like rectangular vent mm-hmm. on the sides of them, and I think there is an air jack hose there. Chris, yeah, what do you think is the first racing car hose, to use air jack. jacks? We're we're talking. <laughs> you Don't know, Google it, Chris. We just maybe, want your honest opinion. We're talking mid. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's in in one of those vents on the sides. I think you're right. Yeah, I I, I, up, I, yeah. I had heard that. So the point. Is, well, it's mid sixties, and I think if memory serves it is you it is th- the first you one you think but. they debuted at Lamar with that and the italians bitched like <laughs> you can't do that Probably. well pete i mean just to show you that brock was uh you know all show but all go as well yeah. you know what i mean like it wasn't just an aesthetic for him he was a, he's a true pioneer um do we have uh max patterson pictures of the 911s which we're working on now i think that my favorite part of uh monterey's somehow is prepping the car to go to monterey i'm not sure why i enjoy that process so much we we might want to get uh alexander's estimate on the car before we bring it just in case it's a really good number (laughs) (laughs) just drive it from the track right to the the, yeah yeah, just right right, to the auction right to the auction late edition here we go you don't don't, recently ran ran's good we don't typically get those it's usually the ones that stopped running on the track that they want to sell (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, it's uh, we've rerouted the exhaust because it wasn't period correct. Uh, so Sean's been sawing away at the headers over there, yeah, and, I and saw that. figuring that out, which is nice. Wasn't supposed to come out sort of tandem in the middle. I don't mm. know. At some point, right. that happened, so we spread it out sort of like an RSR or or as it was, yeah, back yeah. back and in the day. Sean being Sean, he like already made a jig for one of the headers, and he was getting it all. Yeah, wow, so man. we're we're bringing it straight out the back versus we. That looks good. Yeah, we glassed up the center. It had, so, a, yeah, had a cut so, out in the center. Uh, yeah. it, it was center exhaust and notched, so we had to quickly change it back. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, I, you know, pink doesn't seem like a great color for a livery on a car, but if you look at that car, it's kind of good looking. It's got kind of kind of funky. Kind of got the seventies vibe yeah, but when you totally see different. it you see it in in person what's interesting is rsr rear fenders but not the big rsr front fenders and it just looks like you're gonna get so much rear traction and nothing <laughs> in the front like there's, there's like, i i just feel like that first laugh is gonna be a bit of a learning curve have you driven it yet no so he's gonna go to home depot later though so okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna nice. make a run <laughs> yeah well <laughs> That's what Thursday practice is for. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. I, I may bring this up at the driver's meeting, which is, hey, all the assholes in my run group, let's not get fucking black flag during Thursday's <laughs> practice. Because <laughs> yeah. they're all driving. You say the ca- it just like that. Yeah. They're all driving. They're, <laughs> they're driving the cars they drive every year. I always bring something new. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, we're not racing. I'm just trying to dial myself in here a little bit on Thursday. We'll get 10, maybe 12 laps in, and then we can come back on Friday and and qualify. But the guys I run with, some of those guys are such assholes (laughs) that they go out on Thursday and they start racing right, right, 
right from fucking Jump Street. Yeah. And then someone gets into somebody or gets off the track or something, and at some point they're like, all right, everyone, everyone back, or it's all right. You got four, forget, you got four forget, laps Forget in, practice you know, now. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. two. Yeah. Like, you're barely up to temperature, and these guys are going ballistic. <laughs> and I get it. They want to get their yayas off and everything. But just uh, just go uh, race the clock or something. for right. for thir- it's, it's, it's a practice session. It's not going to do anything. All the other ones are race, quali- qualifying races, qualifying yeah. race, you know, whatever. So let's not get black flagged. Let's 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 get our ten laps in. Let's get up to temperature. Let's uh, let's shake these cars mm-hmm. out, and then then Friday morning. Yeah, I'll say there's an eleven percent chance of that happening. It's so which, which side of it? Eleven percent that somebody will get black flag. Eleven percent chance that your comment in the drivers' meeting, everyone's going to be like, "Yeah, we, I agree. Let's all do that." And then, <laughs> then they follow that rule. Eleven percent, and people are like, "I wasn't going that fast." They well, just can't help. We still themselves. got black flag, right? They cannot help themselves. <laughs> It's first thing, first thing in the morning on Thursday. Yeah. Just get the car up to temp. Or figure it out. <laughs> I was at Laguna a couple weeks ago. We were doing a, a track event with a bunch of guys. It was a big group, and it was a bunch of supercars and stuff like that. And uh, a buddy of mine shows up, and, and he, he brings, you know, he brings the best car there, basically. And they're talking about passing. And they're like, okay, can you, you know... We're not using blinkers because sometimes people get confused. Let's get an arm out the window, you know, left yeah, pass, right by. pass, yeah. pass, you know, point by in the corners. And, oh, uh, this is for when someone's filling up your mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to tell point them by and pass. stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so right. pass on the straights, no problem. But in the corners, let's get a point by. And uh, my buddy, he's standing in the back, hadn't said, you know, hadn't said anything. And this is, you know, 830 in the morning. He goes, uh can I use my blinkers? Because what if you can't reach out your window? And I go, what do you mean? Why can't you reach out your window? He goes, like, if you can't reach out your window, where are you sitting? He goes, the middle. McLaren. <laughs> yeah. He's in his He's F1. F1. As soon as you said can't reach the window, I thought it's either mad or this guy's yeah. driving. <laughs> and the guy, the whole crowd just like, Oh, you know, just like uh, <laughs> that's a good total point. mic yeah. drop right that's there. Right. Well, Started gotta, the day off right. You got to run with a friend. <laughs> you got to bring one of those little plastic, uh, the little grabby things with the dinosaur head at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That you grab the, you got to hold that little dinosaur yeah, head yeah. out the window. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those oh, those F ones. Is there? Uh, is Gooding have one of those? Yeah. Who has one of those? Gooding. Yeah, they got those. They have a no mile car. I know. Oh, really? So we were talking about no mile cars earlier. I mean, is know? that thing twenty million bucks? Yeah, I would yeah. say that that owner is lost his mind by never driving it. But I hate to like meet the guy and he has no legs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> can't reach the window. Yeah, or the can't pedals. reach the window. <laughs> or the pedals. <laughs> like, well, what uh, is, whoops! Is, is that literally a no? I mean, not no mile. It's but got like I mean, two or three hundred miles on it. Or something, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and which is basically te- like what they got delivered with, really? Right. You know, yeah. Less miles. So. Jesus what Christ! Do, you do with it. I I don't know. Yeah, you sit on it for like twenty that guy million did. dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you make eighteen million dollars on it. I yeah, don't know. I know. Uh, well, it could but break the bank. He you know, he also could have driven it ten thousand miles and made. It wouldn't have made a difference. Seventeen million on it. Yeah, it wouldn't. You know, right. like, Listen, something it, like that, maybe. It, it, if he had six thousand miles on it, it probably wouldn't make. And a guy that sat on a car that was that value for that long, if he had driven it 10,000 miles, that million dollars that he might not have made probably doesn't make a huge difference in his lifestyle. How many of those... uh, Unless he inherited the car, it's the kid. I'll tease this. How many of those did they make? I mean, they made a... I don't... Well, I'll let you 
I'll let you there, ruminate a on it. Yeah. But those cars seem insanely expensive to circle back to, you know, mid early nineties cars like going berserk. Those cars are going berserk. And is it are they going berserk because they're going berserk? Like does it become a little bit of a frenzy? On on a certain car, or is there? You know, we all know they're spectacular cars, but they are, you know, twice as much as other spectacular cars. Oh yeah. Uh, if, and by the way, they're they're three or four times as much as some spectacular cars. I'm just curious if you think it begats itself, like there gets to be an energy yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. Hold there on. Is. Tease it. First, let me tell you about uh, J.B. Weld, DIYers and pros have trusted J.B. Weld for 50 years. Plus, projects big and small, home or garage, world's strongest bond. We're proud to have J.B. Weld Epoxy Adhesive as a sponsor. I personally know the owner. hung out with him uh, at his booth in SEMA, and that's why they're sponsors. So if you have DIY projects, automotive, crafts, plumbing, marine, and more, J.B. Weld. Use it on metal, wood, plastic, ceramics, glass. I use it to fix uh, Sonny's tennis shoe. I use it to fix a piece of stonework at my house. I use it to fix my daughter's weird cold roller thing that goes in the freezer. I don't know what it is, but I fixed it with J.B. Weld, man. So I don't know what this is. I'm gluing it. Well, somebody dropped it. It broke in half, and they just left it on the counter. Of course, I've never been thanked for it, but I J.B. Welded it together. And they also acquired Herculiner. So... It is. J.B. Weld, right, Matt? Yeah, you know, J.B. Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, J.B. Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond. So Take a guess how many were made. 106. Oh, I'm Dick. going. Yeah, I'm going with Alexander. <laughs> yeah. All right, total uh, production number. I was asking, including Chris, race cars geez. and street cars. Yeah, 106. And it's, it's some notable owners on this list, by the way: Elon Musk, Rowan Atkinson. Didn't he wreck his? Yep. Jay twice. Leno, George Harrison, Ralph Lauren, Nick Mason, Sultan of Brunei. Yeah. It, it's so list. It's a. It's a. You know. So here's my thing. Uh, so they made 106. Okay, but that's not 14. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's 106. And our Jag XJ220, is it the XJ220? Yeah. Those cars are uh, 425 to 525 kind of all day long. Yeah. You look at that car. <laughs> it's it, got a little. It, it looks pretty good. It looks it? pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't, I prefer the look of that car over there. I don't, I don't prefer the aesthetic of the f1 i don't like the rims that much i know everything's purpose-built and there for a reason but you take your average and and so the jag 375 385 or something they didn't make 2000 of them right i, I don't think so it's like just under 300 i think yeah, yeah so they made too. three times as much, yeah. many so why is it you know a million times more expensive i mean that's the f1 i think when you get in one and you drive it it is an amazing experience and i've been fortunate enough to actually really enjoy a couple of those cars and and they really are a special thing to be behind and when you break down the car and all the components in it and how everything was built and designed and everything it is 
a, a great package. It's the most unbelievable package I've ever seen. Alexander just showing off. I've driven a few F one. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> he has. Like, you've been with a supermodel. You're going to tell everybody about it, right? Like, come on. Two hundred eighty-two um, XJ two twenties. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. limited match. I, I, I see. For me, that's an undervalued '90s or late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Car, yeah, like that yeah, car's 90s. got some upside. People have gotten over the V six. What I think is actually a really special thing we have, and and not because we have one in the auction, is the XJR fifteen. XJR Peter Stevens designed car, you know, and and that car is, it's what really what the XJ two twenty was supposed to be power wise. Oh, let's see you know? that let's car. See the that. XJR. What'd you call it? Fifteen. Yeah, XJR fifteen. We have one in Monterey. And, Unfortunately, the one we have in Monterey is no miles. But you know, I mean, that to me, that's a great investment. You know, that's you know, sub two million bucks. Yeah. But they made fifty of them, and I think there's only thirty or so that were street cars. Is this one champagne or red color? It's blue. Oh, I'm way off. But I do remember seeing it in the catalog uh, somewhere. XJ. Uh, most of them XJ were blue. XJR15. And- Alexander's only driven two of them. <laughs> I've never driven one. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy here in town that has one and drove it out to Malibu for Cars and Coffee a few weeks ago, though. I mean, yeah. It's- there you go. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, that car. Yeah. Right, right. Like That's an awesome car. And yeah. it's, it's a race car I, at the end of the it day. It is, but, but it's a little kind of noble kit car-ish looking, right? It's got a little bit of that. It's got a little noble to yeah. it. But when you find out what it is. Yeah. So what? Well, see the full carbon monocoque and everything. Like, yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's so long it's a race in the back car, for the engine. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool So piece. what engine is in it? I think that one's got the V12 that the, the XG220 was supposed to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't have the long rear end with the six. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because the, the XG220 was supposed to have the V12. Yeah, and so my thing with the 220 is it got out of the gates because of the V6, and Jag is, you know, I mean, Jag's a V12 company and also a straight six company, but the the V6 kind of caught people off guard and it got a little stink on it. Now, with the Ford GT and the G6, uh, the V6, uh, people are over, over the kind of stigma mm-hmm. of it, like, you know, can't be a supercar. It's got a V six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it can be a supercar with a with a V six yeah. in it. And this so is I a think cool I'm still disappointed. Car. I'm still kind of bitter and disappointed at Ford for doing that personally. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean it performed. It performed. Oh, no, it's a phenomenal car. That, that but. Jag is cool, but there's no way you roll up anywhere and someone says that's a Jag. Right, like that's kind of the the point. No, but I don't think you get that in the XJ220 either. No, you don't. But, just but it's like, it's more identifiable now. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. guys are, are. You know, we kind of in the same neighborhood. So when you guys move cars around for photography, sometimes I see somebody rolling around in like an XJ220 or something yeah. on the back of a truck, yeah. and I know where you guys photograph yeah. your stuff. <laughs> that XJ220 in um, in uh, in uh, race trim is. That's, that's that's a cool that car. may be the sleeper pretty, car yeah, of that auction. That's a pretty awesome thing, and it's probably got Lamar history based on that collection. I think they or at ran, least some good race the, history somewhere. Yeah, you good know. Euro, good Euro uh, race history. Yeah, that is sexy right there. Though. That is sexy car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then the question is: Side profile doesn't if something <laughs> if, if 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 you take a car like the uh, McLaren F one. And, it, you know, they just 
they go up a million bucks a year or something. I mean, it's just been going bananas. Do you do you think like if you're an investor, do you go, oh, this is going to keep going bananas, or do you go, this is kind of a frenzied feeding frenzy here, but it's going to come down to earth a little bit. So I think they've kind of stabilized in the past three years or so for the F1s. They've kind of hung in that 18 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's room for those to go. If you look at kind of their – the two contemporaries are the Mercedes CLK GTR and the mm-hmm. Porsche GT1. I can't believe that car is getting crazy money. And I mean, it's cool. But... Those cars have come up a lot in the past two years. Yeah. They, they deserved it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, the production numbers are significantly less than the – the F1s, they call it 25 each one of those, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, COK GTR is a pretty difficult car to drive, though. Like the F1, you can hop in that, you can go to the grocery store. Like it's not that's a the crazy thing to Mercedes, the super wide, super, super long. Yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, I mean, it's a race car, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. They put a right. license plate on it, and the GT1 is a little easier, though. Um, and you look at those cars, the GT1's over 10 million bucks now, COK GTR is eight to 10 million, like. You know, and, and it's based kind of, I think, a little bit on the usability there. But those mm-hmm. cars, you know, the COK GTRs were four million bucks three years ago. Yeah. So they've doubled in the past three years, and an F one hasn't moved. Right. Relatively. And, so, but it's hard to believe. Like you look at a car like the F one, as cool as it is, you look at it and go, "This car is going to be thirty million dollars." I think so. It's just. A lot I think of money. so. <laughs> well, <laughs> also the the. The F1 is dragging up those other cars. That's, it, it, that's what are, I'm saying. Right. I agree with that. And, yeah. you know, if you look at kind of the three, I call it, you know, when you really want to talk about the three best cars ever made and, and kind of the three most sought after cars, you look at an Alpha 8C, mm-hmm. you look at a 250 GTO, and you look at a McLaren F1. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the first two that I mentioned are significantly more than the F1. And I think as time goes on, you know, some of the value may come out of those other two and go into the F1 even. Yeah. No GTOs this year at Monterey is best, I, best no. of memory serves. No. Yeah. All right. Let me hit uh, Air Med Care Network one more time. Health insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with substantial co-pays and deductibles. Plan ahead in an emergency. Air Medcare Network's highly trained crew will provide um, air medical transport to the nearest, most appropriate trauma center. With Air Medcare Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight, and AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. That's everyone in your household. So you can secure your financial peace of mind for just 85 bucks a year. CarCast listeners get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. So visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash CarCast. Use the promo code CarCast. That's airmedcarenetwork.com. Well, Alexander, always uh, fun and informative. Thanks for having me, guys. It's always fun to come in and chat. Yeah, if you have a few yeah. minutes, we can walk by the other shop and kick, I see a, a, yellow kick, BRA, yeah. kick a tire or, or two. It's mostly white. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'm going to be everywhere, so just go to AdamCarolla.com. <laughs> I'm doing stand-up shows all over the damn place. And you can check out our Pluto TV channel, our chassis channel, Pluto TV. we got tons of great automotive content there, and it's all free at uh, 687. Um, the website, RM Sotheby's, 
com is where you go. Instagram at Weaver Garage if you want to reach out to uh, Alexander. Matt, what do you have? I just follow me at Motorator, especially as we get up to Monterey. We'll be posting some good stuff up there. So, so until next time, Zach <laughs> Crow for Alexander Weaver and Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.